Cinema. Welcome back to War with Cinema. I'm your host, Greg, your local metalhead, and with me is... Par the Collector. What's up, everybody? And you gave me L.A. Confidential. Yeah, man. Uh, the mystery aspect of the Blue Velvet that you gave me last week, it kind of made me think to this, like the noir aspect. Mm-hmm. I I, uh, I remember seeing this movie as a kid, my dad showing it to me, and I remember just like a lot of graphic shit for, for the age I was, but I've watched it. Obviously, more through the years, and it's really a great movie. I feel like I yeah. love it. It's got a fucking amazing cast. Um, we got Russell Crowe. Yeah, we got the whole cast. Guy Pierce, Kevin Spacey, Kim Basinger, Danny DeVito, Ron Rivkin. Yeah, just it, the list goes on and on. Matt McCoy. So we try to get these episodes in when we can. Mm-hmm. Um, so sometimes we cram them in. Sometimes it's long spans. I think. You told me to do this one on Monday. Mm. It's Friday. I've watched this movie three times since then. Really? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> um. So this was an interesting pick. This you gave me a movie I would give you. Yeah. I feel like this is a movie I'd be like, man, this movie's great. I'd love to talk about. This it. is the movie that made me fall in love with Russell Crowe. Like, I think he's fucking awesome as Bud White in this movie. I think this is a start. Like a lot of these guys, I think this is like they're. On their come up, you know what I mean? Earlier in their career. Same thing with uh same thing with Kevin Spacey. I mm-hmm. remember I always liked him in this movie. Uh he just plays a fucking cool detective, you know? Right. Um and I also remember how much I love Danny DeVito n- narration. Like I we just need, love him. We I miss... need more Danny DeVito narration yes. in, in movies and TV. <laughs> like honestly. Right. I want Danny DeVito to narrate my life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> He's he's killing it. I just uh, want to see him in more stuff, regardless. Like uh, I love it's sunny, but you yeah, know. and I, it, it's insane that he still does that. You mm-hmm. know that that he still has the fucking energy to do that kind of shit because they, it's not like he's just an old guy hanging out. Well, I love they that put he's such a shit. perfect fit for that show. Like he fit in right with those guys. That entire show is just a fucking enigma, and I love it. And I, I've never been to Philadelphia, but I imagine that is exactly what everybody is like. <laughs> Like seriously, I've never been, like I've never feel like they've hit a sh- hit a city on the head more than that show right, right there. Maybe something about Boston, but like right. So when I was younger, I I never really cared for noirs. Like I just thought they were boring and slow, and it was hard for me to like keep up with them. Yeah, I would say original one, like you know the black and whites and shit from the fifties mm-hmm. for sure. But I feel like these are better because these are like second gen noirs. Yeah, it's like a new age noir. Exactly. It's got better pacing. It's got more action. The gunfire looks better. Right. So a lot of my life, I didn't watch noirs really because I didn't really care for them. But then I got a, uh, a wild hair up my ass and I started watching more noirs and I get into them and I really, really appreciate noirs. And I have to say, I don't hear about this one much. It it is crazy because like uh you know I feel like it's got the Guy Pierce curse. <laughs> it's I feel like it's a real thing people don't talk about man. Like Guy Pierce I feel like is an amazing actor right. He is. But think of all the movies he's in they're really good right mm-hmm. most of them. But they didn't make money. They didn't do well in theaters. For so, dude even Iron Man three, people say that's the worst Iron Man out of the franchise. You know what I mean like for some reason if you see his fucking face on the poster. <laughs> That movie's not going to do well. It'll do fantastic cult following, little DVD life, shit like that. Oh, it's like that one guy from uh, uh, 
that we always talk about, he does a show. It'll last for maybe one season. He's great. Yeah. yeah but yeah, if yeah, he's yeah. in it, it's yeah. not going to take off for some reason. It's true. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Yeah, What's I do. The dude with the beard. Yeah. Um, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah, yeah, chubbier yeah. guy. I don't yeah. remember his name. Yeah. If that guy's coming on your show, just know they're wrapping it up. What's <laughs> funny is I love him. I love seeing him in things and same with Guy Pierce. I have a theory with this movie in particular. So I was thinking about this because let me just say, I think this movie is a masterpiece. I think it's one of the best noirs I've seen. It's right up there with Chinatown. You can put this with Chinatown. <laughs> fucking get another notch, baby. Yeah, another yes. notch. That's why I was surprised. So I have a theory. So what makes a classic movie? Like what makes it so renowned? Because this should be up there with them, but not really. People don't really mention it in talking. So I was trying to think of all like we have Chinatown. It's a great movie. Yeah, I watched it with my dad not too long ago. Jack Nicholson, really? Yeah, but he's at the peak of his powers. That's what I'm really saying. Yeah. He he he's a talking point. Dark Knight. Yeah. You got Heath Ledger, who's like the huge part in that movie. But you guys that play Joker, right? You have seven. Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey, but it's also the twist. Like like it has that thing. You know what I'm trying. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like it has that special something. And I feel like L.A. Confidential is missing that special something. Everybody's great. Everybody's putting on their A game, everything like across the board. But it's missing that special flair, I guess. Oh, I thought it does. Still does. I thought it does a great job of it. No, it's amazing. But I'm talking about the, the end, like you know? I'm talking about like the the why people don't really talk about it. Why it's not really like on people's minds as much as those other movies that I'm mentioning. Yeah. You know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, I get it. Uh, but anyway, that's just it's just something I was thinking about. Like, why isn't this movie well, talked about more? Well, I feel like this movie came out in the 90s, right? 1997. Yeah, that's what it is. Like, a lot of movies, I feel like, between like 97 and 02, even mm-hmm. if they were really good, they get kind of forgotten about. Uh, super cult films, like Matrix. Right, that's what I'm saying. Like, Matrix did numbers. And- well, I think 1999 was the greatest movie of years. There's a lot of stuff came out. In yeah. Yeah. But anyway, we did 84 too. The other day I saw one. And I was like, fuck, a lot of good movies came out mm. in 84. 1986 was like the best year, you know, other than me being born. A lot of things happened in 1986 that I'm like, God, this is such a good year. Right. <laughs> but anyway, so I love this movie. And like I said, I had to watch it three times. The first time I watched it, I didn't know what I was getting into. And I'm like, oh my God, this movie is dense. There's so many people. The plot is very, so much going on. So, and I was drinking. And it's honestly like, like you said, you gave me the one that was like a mystery. This one like took it into overdrive Yeah, for me. Like I said, the first time I saw this, I was a kid. So you think you were fucking confused. I'm like, uh. Right. I was sitting there drinking my whiskey, trying to follow it. And then halfway through, I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I finished the movie and I'm like, the next day I text the wife. I'm like, I have to watch that movie again because like I need to figure out what was going on. I need to follow it better. I have a basic idea of what happened, but I don't have like the nooks and crannies. So I watched it again and my mind was just blown at how good this movie is. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of the best scripts I've ever the seen. Dialogue. Dialogue is great. Every every actor just feels like that's their part. Yes. You know what I mean? Everyone fits in perfectly. Everybody's wrote, you know, the right way. Yep. Agree. And it's it has three main characters and I'm just like, you're trying to follow all three of them. But what I love about it is um, 
Kevin Spacey, Russell Crowe, and Guy Pierce's characters, they all have their great things about them, but they have their faults and they make up for each other's shortcomings. They all I make really great, they all make great characters yeah, because of that. I, I completely especially Russell Crowe and Guy Pierce. Like they're completely opposite characters. They are literally the other sides of the coin. Right. And the, but by the end of the movie they're, you know, almost one. You know what? I need to. We should ask Mick if he likes this movie. I'm oh, sure I'm he does. Sure he loves but he movie. likes the squeaky clean cops, man. I'm a. I, I realized that after watching this. I'm a dirty cop movie guy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I want to watch a bad cop. Well, that makes sense on why you like this so much because yeah. it's all about the corruption in the L.A. And I think that's another reason why people don't like talking about this movie because it is a sore subject, especially nowadays. Yeah, this there's movie, a lot you, of you go back and watch this movie and you're like, fuck, dude. If this, yeah, this is really what it was like. Yeah, and it doesn't help now. How, with how things go this is based on a book but some of these events are actually based on real life so you want to get into the movie and talk about it a little yeah, yeah. bit it's going to be hard for us to like get through it but we'll get we'll do this so i'm saying it's a it's a big movie yeah it's and i forget about shit so. yeah well, i watched it three times in the past couple days so hopefully i can remember i'll, I'll let you it. take the lead because i gave it to you and <laughs> i'll just jump in when i feel like uh, i like that right so um it starts off with danny devito he has a newspaper Hush Hush Magazine. Yep. So he basically has an in with Kevin Spacey to give him dirt to, you know, help promote his paper. Yeah. And uh, Kevin Spacey is our narcotics cop. Narcotics. A narcotics detective. Right. And he's kind of a dirty cop, but not re- like, you know what I mean? He, yeah. He does a little shady shit, but he's not like full blown. Like, not Corruption. like Russell, not like Russell Crowe's character. Russell Crowe. I don't think Russell Crowe's a, he's not a bad, bad cop. He but just like, like he likes getting his hands dirty, or he doesn't mind getting his hands dirty. He's a loyal cop to a flaw. Right. That's how I look at him because mm-hmm. he just does what he's told. He's, he's just like, well, in the beginning of the movie is he sees a guy beating up his wife mm-hmm. and he decides to take care of it himself, going in there, grabbing the guy and beating, roughing, the, shit out of him. beating the shit out of him and handcuffing him, letting the lady go. He loves saving damsels in distress like he that's his calling card is saving women <laughs> yeah he does that all throughout this movie yes which but, it plays into the end of the movie what that's the reason i love this so much it's because like you're setting up all these characters to be this one thing and there's something completely different by the end of the movie they the, the arcs arcs for days in this movie oh yeah, yeah so uh so that shows you russell crowe's character like what he's all about and, and all have, they're doing is getting liquor <clears throat> For for a party at the precinct, mm-hmm. and uh, his partner uh, is a crooked cop, you know, but a lot of beefs, a lot of problems. But he's not far from retirement, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, you see it a couple times when, when with him and the partner. Oh yeah, where he keeps he keeps having to. You know, get on the bud because he just keeps like going off the chain and beating the shit out of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's fucking great, man. If you take a <laughs> shot every time Russell Crowe punches somebody in this movie, yeah, yeah. you'll be fucking hammered. <laughs> Is that what you did? That's what you did, you son of a bitch. You took a shot every time Russell punched somebody. Ah, uh, you got me. Uh, I couldn't help it. I'm surprised. I mean, it- I see Russell Crowe. I pull out the whiskey, and I'm just like, he's. I'm going to see how many people he punches in this movie. I haven't seen it, but I think I'm going to be drunk by the end of it. Dude, I fucking get alcohol poisoning watching <laughs> Gladiator, dude. Like- We're just following his life in general. <sighs> I, I love that. I love, I love Russell that, Crow. Uh, that uh, South Park bit where oh, he's yeah. always fighting people. I love that shit. Um, so, yeah, after that, we meet Guy Pierce's character, Exley. He, uh, he graduated top of his class. He's... The next upcoming, his dad was a uh, detective. 
Yeah, but his dad was like, you know, oh, mm-hmm. good old boy cop. Like, right. He wasn't like dirty, dirty, but like he he didn't mind having to do some shady shit to get the job done. Right. But his dad was killed by a, a purse snatcher, I think he said. But they were never able to solve the case, never caught the guy. And that's what got him into the police, police because of his dad. And he wants to help people that are in trouble like that. So. And the police captain wants to keep, uh, he keeps asking him questions. He's like, he's like, would you be willing to beat a confession out of a perp that you knew was guilty? He's he's like, like, no, I wouldn't. He's like, would you plant evidence on somebody you knew was guilty? Of course not. (laughs) And then the last question, would you be willing to shoot a criminal in the back? Just so his, just so his lawyer lawyer can't get get him him off. off. No, of course not. But I love that. I love that so much, and it's going to play into it. It's very Ethan Hawke training day. You know? right. like, he's just a fucking Boy Scout. Yep, he's the squeaky clean guy. And everybody keeps telling him to take his fucking glasses off, because I guess being intelligent is not hard to being a cop. Because it, I think what it's doing is it's showing it's more about the image than it is who you really are. Being in that, you know. Yeah. But I like, you know, it makes you wonder because like Hollywood in the 50s, like if it really was like that, like you had cops like uh, like Kevin Spacey's character that would just bust people mm-hmm. for headlines. Like, right. If, exactly. Like he's like, hey, we got the movies premiere in the background. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to pull them out because they're catching some TV star smoking pot with, right. a, with a chick. And, you know, you know what it really makes me think of is uh, it's like early TMZ. That's, right. That's exactly what it was. Well, Paparazzi's before all that. Yeah, exactly. But it makes me think of uh baseball. So, yeah. you know, like hardball touches on this. Uh they would only hire players that looked good. They didn't really care how they played. They just looked the part. Right. But that's what um but that's what made me think of these cops like they have to look the part, right, you know. Right, right. I don't know, whatever. But Oh, and I mean that's how you're introduced to Kevin Spacey's characters. He's dancing with some broad on a mo- on a TV set. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, so you're really a cop and all this? And he's like, yeah, I'm the one that makes um, Matt McCoy's character look like a real cop. You're welcome. That's fucking great. We should start doing this. I know. Often. I was thinking, well, because of this movie, there's so many people and I know we were going to have trouble. So I have it pulled up. But uh, so, yeah. And uh, I like Kevin Spacey's character. Like, I know that. I I know that uh, Kevin Spacey isn't painted in the best light as a human being nowadays, but at this time, I mean, he was just a great actor. Yeah, and we're talking like about his acting. We're not talking about him yeah. as a person. And I I can't take that away from. I'm him. not gonna he, not talk about movies because of controversial shit. I mean, there may be a line, but you know how many fucking movies? Um, well, I'm just saying, like when I say that I love him in this movie, I don't want people to think that I love everything about the dude. I'm just saying in this movie, he does a fucking good job. Right. <laughs> Disclaimer. He is a good actor. It's sad we have to do that. But... I know, man, because why can't fucking actors not be monsters behind closed doors? Yeah. I get it. Like it's fucked up. <laughs> um, and I mean, even I don't know. I'm not trying to get into all that, but what I was, I was just saying. But like, he is great <laughs> in this fucking movie. I mean, he's a great actor. You yeah. can't take that away from him. I know a and lot of people so... out there that were fucking in depression over House of Cards. Like, like <laughs> but he's so smooth in this movie. He really is, man. And it's fucking. Shit. I hate how he goes out, dude. It's, yeah, it's I kind of like it. I don't like that he goes out, but yeah. it works. You know, he's the only one that I feel like. I don't want to say shoehorned. That's a little aggressive, 
because he he's just like it feels like he's like a plot device almost his character why well, he was definitely the most established actor out of all of them mm-hmm. so that's probably why he was in there he just no it was that. it was based on the book so it's like he's oh. in the book but I think he's only in there to like do some plot things well but I like how he's used so he was cool shit though. because I just feel like Guy Pierce and Russell Crowe were like the main two oh, yeah, protagonists yeah. and they're the ones playing off each other but you have. Kim Basinger is so sexy in this movie. Can I talk on Kim Basinger for a second? I think she is the most beautiful, underwhelming actress ever. Yeah. Yeah. 10-4. Her face has gotten her in so many movies. She's the most gorgeous woman ever, but she is not the greatest actress. I know. She's not good in even like Batman. Like, like all you had to do was look surprised. <laughs> I mean, she didn't do bad in this movie. She played her part. She's, I felt she's she actually fit. pretty good in Eight Mile too. Yeah, I will say she's this. okay. Yeah, she played a shitty welfare mom pretty good. <laughs> right, like, you know. But she fits into this movie pretty well. She's not distracting or anything. She plays her part well, so yeah. I'll give her that. They they just said stand there and look pretty, hun. Yeah, you, exactly. We, you got this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're gonna give you about ten lines of dialogue. <laughs> You're gonna have a sex scene. It's all good. No problems. So all this happens and. Can we just get to the night owl? Because it's pretty much yes, the crux of the yes, movie. Yes, yes, Is the night owl happens, which basically there was a shoot up in this diner. So like I said, the first time I saw this movie, it was fucked up because yeah. like I was like 12 years old. And uh, when you see those bodies just stacked up like Oh, yeah, it's gruesome. In the bathroom, it's just like, what the fuck? Um, I know. I was like, I don't know why Nick likes this movie. And then I see parts like that. I'm like, oh, yeah, I get it. Dude, the fucking shootout. Like, that's all I'm ready to get to is that fucking <laughs> shootout. Like, I love that shit. It's the best part of the movie. I, I laughed at it. It's just cool because they just outsmarted the half of the LAPD. Right. Like, <laughs> There's just so many fedoras oh, in yeah. that fucking shootout. It's just like. I thought you'd like that. That's super, just, no, that's no, no, super no, noir. It's right just there. funny. It was just, it was almost comical. If yeah. you watch it, because everyone's wearing a fedora except the two guys on the inside. And I'm just like, why are there so many fucking fedoras? <laughs> That's how you know the dirty cops for the good cops. <laughs> anyway, we're jumping forward. But yeah, it was yeah. a super gruesome scene. They uh, they shoot the owner. They shoot because um, yeah. Russell Crowe's partner was in there. Mm-hmm. He was with a lady. Yep. And uh, that's what like makes this such a big deal is one of the one of the actual people from the department got killed. Well, because he had just got fired the day before. Right. Well, Russell Crowe? Yeah. No, the partner. Did he get fired? Well, Russell Crowe got fired, but the chief saves him. Mm -hmm. And he calls him to the bar and he's like, hey, this is yours. And it's his badge. And and I love the way Russell Crowe snatches the badge in the fucking gun and puts it right back. How'd you do it? How'd you swing it? Mm -hmm. He goes, we need good men like you. He goes, I'm giving you a fucking shit detail. Right. He goes, but do it. He goes, you're going to be needed, you know? Yeah, because of the whole, um, fun fact, that Mexican brawl that happened, that actually is based in real life. Oh, yeah, because, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the corruption in L.A. back in the day, especially with the police force, was mm-hmm. fucked. Yep. They've made multiple movies about that shit. Um, I feel like this is the movie that Gangsterland wanted to be. Or not Gangsterland, fucking Gangster Squad wanted to be. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that, but... I know they didn't keep Mickey Cohen much. Like, he's literally just, like, a name drop Mm -hmm. pretty much in this movie. The guy that plays him is actually a good actor, but, like, he's barely used for it. Right. Um, If we could have got... If they would have used Mickey Cohen more, the only part about Gangster Squad that I enjoy is fucking Sean Penn's Mickey Cohen. 
Like, I feel like Sean Penn's Mickey Cohen was wasted on Gangster Squad. Yeah, I agree. I wanted that movie to be so much better. It had so much potential, but it just I know why flat. you wanted it to be, because your fucking homeboy's in it. I was going to say, you only hate it because he's in it. No, I don't, because <laughs> I love Josh Brolin, and, like, he's not terrible, but, like, he's playing a fucking superhero detective in that one. <laughs> right. You know? Because his hands are so heavy, he just knocks that dude unconscious. Shit, at this point, we'll probably end up talking about it, because it seems all we want to talk about lately are just fucking noirs and gangster movies. Yeah. Well, I mean... (laughs) I'm going to change the podcast to noirs versus gangsters, or noirs and gangsters. Well, like, you you keep giving me the the movies that you said you really just wanted me to see, like, you know, and that's how I, like, I just want to talk about movies that I really been wanting to watch. Like, these are great fucking movies, but I don't always have time to watch them. Right. Because I work, I got kids and shit. Mm -hmm. And apparently now when I do go see a movie, it's a fucking kid movie. So... (laughs) (laughs) Sonic 2 was dope, though. For anybody that has not, I mean, it just came out yesterday. Um Paramount ain't fucking paying me to plug it, but I will say go see Sonic 2. Jim Carrey <laughs> fucking killed it again as Dr. Robotnik, and uh, it was fun. My son loved it. I loved it. Um, my wife stayed awake, so, you know, go see it. Go see it with your kids. Anyway, Anyways. back to uh, L.A. Confidential. Right. So uh, they're blaming the Night Owl shooting on these three black men. Yep. So... uh so they arrest the black man. I actually really love the interrogation scene. It's so good. Yeah. So uh, Guy Pierce is scared. Yeah, we do need to do this. I can just look over, see people's names without trying to mm-hmm. search through my brain because it sucks. Um, but Guy Pierce's character starts interrogating these three black men to find out what was really going on. And uh, I love the interrogation scene. He's so good in it. Um, it's really smart how they do that too. Like they're about to like rat on their friend. So instead of saying so-and-so said, he just opens the mic up and lets them listen to what they said. That's really smart. I wonder how, if they really do that. Oh yeah. Cops are dirty as fuck, man. Yeah. Like they, because they don't have to tell you the truth. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets that misconception. Like they have to tell you the truth. Like they don't have to tell you shit. No, they'll say the random shit. Just you're going to gonna get, get you- 20 years for this. You know, when you're sitting in a fucking chair and you've never been in that situation. Yeah. It's also like, hey, we're going to we'll get you off. I'm going to ruin your fucking life if you don't tell me what I want to know. Right. right, right. And they're a fucking cop and you're you're nobody. So you just think like, holy fuck, I'm going to go to prison for some shit I didn't do or I didn't really do or whatever. You know, like people panic. Yep. Everybody thinks they're fucking stay down. Ten toes down until that fucking heat's on you. But like I said, they could also be like, hey, we can get you off. We just need the name or whatever. And like, I thought you were going to get me off. Oh, well, we didn't. Sorry. You're going to prison. (laughs) Exactly. So don't trust cops. Just kidding. Um, Anyway, so yeah. So the they confess about this some girl. So they find out where she's at really intense Russell Crowe putting that gun in the guy's mouth and just starts clicking it like fuck that shit was that would scare me I would tell you whatever you want yeah because like he didn't know he didn't put the bullet in yeah (laughs) right so he is dude like I said he's one of the best parts of this movie he is really good he makes me want to go back and watch his other movies that I love have you ever seen uh beautiful mind yeah it's that's my favorite Russell Crowe movie I Uh, love that movie my favorite what I think it's probably a tie between Gladiator and uh, Cinderella Man. Did you know there's like a huge split on Gladiator? Yeah, I mean, I, I realize it's a terribly historically inaccurate movie, but... So entertaining. Such a good fucking movie as far as Yeah, there's some people fights, that like, hate it and think it's overrated, and then there's other people that love it, like me and you. We just love it. 
I remember being fucking 11 years old. It was like one of the first rated R movies my dad ever took me to see. Mm-hmm. Because we worked at a fucking theater. So I remember seeing that bitch open at night. Biggest theater in that bitch. Watching them fucking chariots. And him be prepared to die with honor. And he pulls his fucking mask down. So intense. He's fucking the tigers, dude. It's just like. It's just entertainment. Yeah, dude. Like when people talk about top five greatest movie experiences, like Gladiator was that for me. Yeah, I think. For my age and what it was. But actually, I just thought of another one. Nice Guys. Oh, that's a fantastic movie. I fucking yeah. love Russell Crowe in that movie. Yeah, he's good in that. But anyway. Um, yeah, he, he does. He drops these fucking gems. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, back in the day. Oh, dude. Uh, have you ever seen that one with him and Meg Ryan uh, where her husband gets kidnapped and Russell Crowe's like a black ops motherfucker and like goes and gets him back? That's Liam Neeson. It's no. taken. No. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But no, I have not seen that. It's a uh, fuck. It's going to bother me. Yeah. I'll think of it because I own it. <laughs> I'll think of it though. Uh, so they find this, uh, ha- they go to this house, they find this girl tied, or Russell Crowe finds this girl tied up. She was raped, beaten. And uh, this shows how dirty he can be. He sees that guy sitting there and doesn't even think twice, just shoots the motherfucker. Yep. And then make them plants evidence to make it look like he was doing self defense. He takes the gun, shoots the wall. Right. Where he comes in at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, Man, that's dirty, but I, I feel you. <laughs> But that's the thing, like cops will do that shit to, uh, you know, people, whether they've, they've, they did it or not. You know? Exactly. Because you're that's still, why this movie's such a touchy, touchy one. You're still in this house with this woman tied up, raped and beaten. I don't care if you did anything or not. The fact that you're there. Right. Letting it happen. You deserve what you got. Honestly. I mean, they do my dog, Russell Crowe wrong on Google. For, when you type in Russell Crowe, the first picture they pull up is him with the biggest fucking beer gut I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> He's kinda he looks so like go. your dad and mine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like he just full dad bod and full, full effect. Bod, yeah. And then the next one shows him in like 2002, just fucking jacked. <laughs> like, like he's playing a superhero. <laughs> oh, fucking. I love him as Jor-El. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking Superman's dad. Yeah. I love him as Jor-El. It's okay. Yeah. Um, I don't have any complaints. Walk into the sun, gal. It was such a little part that it's hard to say anything on, really. He'll be a god to them. <laughs> I loved it. The, I was looking up his filmography for it. <laughs> they put Gladiator and Hit Unhinged as the top two. Did you watch that? Not yet. I know you gave it to me to watch. Yeah. But I haven't. Oh, I liked Robin Hood. It wasn't terrible. I've never seen Robin Hood. It was all right. I never saw Noah. Eh, it's not great, but it's... Some people like it, enjoy it because it's so fucking crazy. Fucking American Gangster, bro. Love that movie, yeah, dude. We talked about it. He plays the ultimate fucking good cop in that one, mm-hmm. dude. Yeah. Yeah, he has some hits. He was a great actor. I didn't really like uh, Master and Commander. I didn't watch it. I didn't like that one. 310 to Yuma. Pretty good. Pretty good. Forgot about that one. Oh, dude, the fucking Quick and the Dead. That was my introduction to Russell Crowe right there, man. I haven't seen it. You've never seen The Quick and the Dead? Oh, I'll end up giving that bitch to you for sure. <laughs> it's got Caprio when he's young, Gene Hackman at his peak, peak of his powers. Yeah. Love that movie. And it's a fucking gunslinger movie. It's about like gunslinger duels. It's cool shit. Yeah. I kind of stayed away from Westerns because I'm not a huge Western fan. So I mean, it's not Tombstone. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not Tombstone. Right. There are flaws. Tombstone... Uh, 310 to Yuma, uh, True Grit are like my, uh, the ones that I watch. Anything outside of that, I 
Oh, I'm not a huge Western fan. Broken City. That's a good one. But, uh. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> you're good. So, yeah, they, he gets, um, Guy Pierce's character gets the confession out of those guys. And, uh. But they also get, when Russell Crowe is going and finding this girl, they get out. They get out somehow. I don't know how. But, um, so they hunt him down. And that's when Guy Pierce him and his partner go in and just shoot up, have a shoot up, which I really like this scene because he fucking goes for it. You know, he shoots these guys with this fucking shotgun. And then one of the guys tries to get away, gets in the elevator. He just sticks that barrel in there and just shoots and the horrific look on his face, what he just did. It was pretty powerful. I liked that. I liked that scene a lot. Yeah. Cause the blood splatters all up on his fucking glasses and shit. I love that, like, they kept telling him to take his glasses off, and I just thought, like, that was super uh, Hollywood, like, when him and the chief go to take the picture, and he, like, takes his glasses off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. his pose. It's that (laughs) Superman pose, you know what I mean? I was just like, dude, that's super Hollywood, right? It's a good touch. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think Guy Pearce is a great actor, man, but he just- I really loved him in this movie. He gets paid, dude, fucking, I know you love Memento. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. Um. I loved uh, what should we call it? Uh, the one he did in Space Prison. I like that movie. Space Prison. I think it's called The Lockup or some shit like that. I don't think I've seen it. It's not a bad movie. Mm-hmm. You know, he plays he plays a good dude. He plays yeah. a, little, a lot of good parts. But um, I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> you just really want to, people to appreciate Guy Pierce. He does. He's a great actor, and he's done some great movies. It's time we lifted the Guy Pierce curse, fellas. Right. Like, it's time we just let this man be in good movies again. Because <laughs> like I'm trying to think of what I've seen him in last. Like he doesn't get movies like this anymore. <laughs> so uh, Russell Crowe's doing some investigation, and he comes across this uh, one girl. So another side plot we haven't touched on. There's oh, yeah. a guy that he's a pimp. And he He transforms hookers to make them look like famous actresses from the 50s. Exactly. So people will pay like top dollar. Mm -hmm. He makes more money that way. Smart. I was like, that's actually smart. (laughs) It's a super sad scene where that mother has to come in and ID your daughter. And Guy Pierce is like, I'm so sorry, ma'am. But she's had so much work done. She's like, it it feels like my daughter, but I can't tell. And then she said that she had a birthmark. And Mm -hmm. then, of course, they lift up the thing and. It's her. Yeah. It was bad. It's super sad. It was. Yeah. So Russell Crowe um, gets he, a lead to this one girl, Kim Basinger's character. Well, like I said, he gets the hots for her because mm-hmm. he's getting liquor for that cop party at the beginning. Right. And uh, she's like, good evening, officer. And he's like, is that obvious? And she's like, it's like it's stamped on your forehead. And he like gets upset because like he was like so like attracted to her. Mm-hmm. It like ruined it for him. So right. he like storms out and shit he's a very emotional character he's dri- yeah. he's driven by emotions it definitely makes me feel like his he was raised in a house where his dad beat the shit out of his mom a lot or something because the way he's i can't tell if you're being funny or not yeah. like oh okay <laughs> i was like that's literally what happened he was he was fucking chained to a heater while his mother was beaten with a tire iron in front of him yeah i know Sorry, I had to. They nailed it home. I got you with that one. So, anyway. Keep you on your toes, bro. Right. <laughs> and um, so, yeah, he goes. They they have a connection. You can really feel it. Like She lets him hit it. Yeah. That's what it is. Because then he's love. He's in love. There's a, a small gripe I have. It's not with the script or anything like that. It's just 
I have, it's his character. Like, you really going to fall for this girl this fast? Like, yeah, I think he did because like he was so, why? I don't know, man. I I feel like they kind of painted him as just like a, a thug, man. You know what I think it is? I think it's because he sees her for who she really is. He's not looking at the, the dressed up hooker. He's like, I see you. I don't see your character. And she does that for him too, because she says the same thing to a guy. She Pierce. She's like his hands and all that. Cause like he's been right. beating the fuck out of people all yeah. the movie. And that's what she's like. She's like, I see him for who he is. You know, they just have a connection. Yeah. So I guess true love, mm-hmm. love at first sight kind of thing. <laughs> you good? Yeah. I'm falling asleep over there. A little spacey. A little spacey. <laughs> little Kevin spacey. Um, so yeah, I'm trying to follow the movie in my head. It's so yeah, dense. Yeah, that's what I said. It is longer. So um, anyway, Russell Crowe's character and Guy Pierce they they feel like something's not right about the owl case. They're like something feels off. So they start to do some investigation, digging a little deeper, and uh, Russell Crowe's character goes and talks to the mom of the girl that died. And it's actually really smart because he's talking to her, not getting much information, but he sees like a little towel on the door, like covering it. He's being a detective. He's like, I wonder what that is. He doesn't care about interrupting people's lives. He just wants to (laughs) figure something out. So he kicks it and he's like, what's that smell? She's like, I don't know. Rats died in the walls, I guess. So he follows the smell into the uh, one thing we didn't touch on at the beginning when you were talking about Kim Basinger telling her, uh, when he's getting alcohol for the party, he sees this girl outside with a nose. Looks yeah. like she's been beaten up, but really she just had she work had, done. Yeah, to make her look like a celebrity. Right. But the uh, the driver comes out and he's like, I used to be a cop. He's like, I've never heard of you. And yeah. And kind of goes away, but it plays into this part. Rips his fucking wallet out of his pocket. Yeah. Dude, that was a fucking dick move. It was. Because now that suit's ruined. Like, <laughs> it gives no fucks. I know. That's like, uh, that's why I was like, he's such a badass. In right. This one. <laughs> So uh, he follows the smell under the house and there's a dead body and it's that guy, the driver. And uh, so now he has to figure out, like, why did this guy die? It's obviously connected to. Well, because the other guy, like I said, uh, Russell Crowe and his partner got both kicked off the force. Mm -hmm. Russell Crowe got brought back to do dirty work for the chief. Right. But they're linking it together that all these fucking dirty cops end up getting killed after they've been kicked off the force. Yeah, people are getting like taken out left and right and nobody knows why these murders are happening so and it ties in because mickey cohen's in prison so they have nobody to blame because they were like oh it could be these two guys well then they get fucking killed yeah and then you find out that it's the fucking cops that are the ones doing it all yeah. they're the ones stealing they're the ones dealing heroin they're the ones fucking often gangsters <laughs> often former cops that were i know doing- i love that i love that one part where uh it's the narration by uh, mm-hmm. Danny DeVito. He's like, it might be these two dirty cops. And then they get shot up. And he's like, guess not. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, man, we need more Danny DeVito narration. 100%. In life. Um, and the look on Guy Pierce's face, because he's looking through old files and somehow lands on it. And the way he finds out is so fucked up, but it's so great, is he finds out that it's his, it's the chief. That's the one pulling all the strings, but it's also he's the one that fucking was there when his dad died. Mm-hmm. And, and that's how he puts it together, that he's the one that's been doing it all right. this whole time. Um, I do. There's one part in this movie. 
that I fucking love. There's so many parts in this movie that I fucking love, but one of the ones I can't remember the name of it and I wish I would have written it down, but he was telling uh, Kevin Spacey's character about his dad or he says a name and Kevin Spacey's like, what's that? So then he goes into the story about his dad. He's like, I just gave the guy a name so I could have someone to refer him by. Right. And uh, he's never said this to anybody else. He's only said this to uh, Kevin Spacey's character. So Kevin Spacey, like, there's one part in this movie that's kind of a side plot, but Kevin Spacey's doing some dirty work for the the prosecutor. Yeah. He sends some gay guy over there to, like, question him, but the gay guy gets killed. So now he has to figure out who killed this gay guy. And um, it leads back to the chief. And he that's when everything this is when the cards are starting to fall right 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 and then that's when kevin spacey gets killed right because the chief realizes he's on his tail and uh so he kills him but he says that name yep as he's dying and laughs because he pieces everything together yeah so uh because that's what he asked because that's what the chief says do you know anything about so so and then that's when Guy Pierce like the Pete, look like, on his face, and right. that that's what How does makes he the, know about that. Yeah, and this was what makes this movie fucking phenomenal. It is. I love that they like everything ties together so nicely. And then uh, you know, so we get to the final shootout, and then that's <laughs> you're just ready to get there. But yeah, so Russell Crowe's character and Guy Pierce they team up. Well, first we didn't talk about Guy Pierce fucking. Russell oh yeah, they, girl. <laughs> they both. Yeah, they both hit. Yeah, so the chief her. sets him up. Yep. Because he knows that's what would send Russell Crowe over the edge because that's why I had the problem. Like, you're really going to be that mad over this girl? Like, yeah. that's what she does. She fucks it's other a really, It's a really good scene, though. Like, when when she's, like, there for him. Yeah. I don't know. It, 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 that's what made me feel like, for him, it was that serious. Yeah, definitely. Because he was, she was that rock for him. Oh, I get it. I'm just giving the movie a hard time but but then um, he uh but then russell crowe figures out that he's just he's sending him to slaughter pretty mm-hmm. much like you're gonna have me kill him and then they're gonna fucking kill me right so that's when him and, and it's cool because they just pop the trunk and there's like all these fucking guns and shit <laughs> get them so russell crowe and guy pierce they team up mm-hmm. and they go back to the where everything happens and that's when all these police come in and they're starting to that's when the shootout happens. And I do love the shootout because it feels realistic. It doesn't feel Hollywood shootout. I feel right. like if you were in a shootout, this is how it feels. Mm. You know what I mean? And uh, it's, I don't know, man. Like, it's not a super crazy, like, tactical. It's not John Wick. I get it. But, like, I just like that old school fucking checking through the door, you know, and then they boom, fucking hit him that way. Or, like, Russell Crowe goes in under the, under the, under the house, starts picking him off, dude. I like that shit. And then uh, the the chief comes, mm-hmm. and him and Guy Pierce have that you know, the talk. Yeah, the back and forth. And then the more cops are coming. He's like, "Pull out your badge." So they see, tell you're one of the good guys. Yeah, as and, he's walking away, and, and it then, harpens back to what he asked him. Willing in the to shoot a? Were you willing to shoot a perp in the back so some lawyer can't get him off? Mm-hmm. And he fucking caps the old man, dude, yeah. and it's very satisfying. Yes, like, it is. Very satisfying. So earned. Chief is a fucking monster in this one. He is. He's the one. The chief is the one pulling all the strings only because he just wants to get on the heroin, get in on the heroin. Like it's a little pure greed. Yeah, it's just pure greed. And uh, I didn't like it that they had to let him die. I could get a fucking hero. But I guess they looked at it like if if we bust him as a criminal, Mm -hmm. he's going to 
it's going to unravel all police work for the last 50 years. So like we, we probably should just, well, it's like, kind of like the, the dark night yeah, thing. Yeah. The dark night rises. Mm-hmm. Dark night rises. So if Bane comes for LA, you know, they're in trouble. <laughs> right. But I ain't gonna know, man, the way they made this movie in, it almost seemed like maybe Russell Crowe and him would team up again. Like maybe we would have got a LA confidential. Too. I think so because they are, they're such a perfect team because Guy Pierce is the brains mm-hmm. and he's the muscle and he's the muscle. You yeah. put them two together. They're not dumb. And you know, Guy Pierce can hold his own. Right. So like them being a, together, obviously this movie came out in 97. Uh, it'd probably be too late to do it now. I mean, these guys would be the oldest detectives in the world. <laughs> Guy Pierce, not so much. I mean, he doesn't look his age, but Russell's, yeah, he's looking like full, full grandfather now. Yeah. Like, I was, I saw a, a thing on YouTube. It was Russell Crowe talking about his most memorable roles. And you see like a picture of Gladiator where he's like jacked, but then you see him now about to talk about this. And it's just, you just round face with some beard. <laughs> that's what I said. He just reminds me of like a dad now. Yeah. He did a great fucking skit on SNL. Where he's like a fucking baseball, like a little league baseball coach, and he's hammered. Timmy, and like he's trying to teach the kids life lessons, but it always just like reverts back to like when he banged their moms. <laughs> Timmy, I remember, I remember when you hit that ball out to the center field the other day, and uh, we went to get pizza, and your mom, your your mom bought the pizza. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. <laughs> It was a real special day, just like the day I spent with your mom, John. <laughs> just like going on and on about it. It was fucking hilarious. I have to send it to you. Right. It's on YouTube. That sounds pretty funny. But I love this fucking movie, dude. And uh, it can't get a big enough praise from me. Yeah. I, I have to agree. I have to agree with you. Like, this is damn near like a masterpiece of a movie. Everything is so well done. It's a hidden gem. Yes. It is. And it needs to be up there with all the... Like I said, I got I could get the fucking Blu-ray for $6 on Amazon. I feel like it deserves more than that. Like, we need a criterion. And it doesn't even have a steel book, bro. Yeah, it doesn't have any special releases or anything. This movie needs more. I'm interested to about. know if the dude that directed this did anything else. Yeah, he's done a few other things. I didn't look into it, but people were mentioning other movies that he's done that were really good. But, uh, but yeah, so what do you rate this one? It gets a nine. Nine? Mm-hmm. That's fair. Because the only thing that, I mean, this time I didn't enjoy was it is a little long. He directed an eight mile. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> I love eight mile too. Yeah. Just for the battles at the end, man. M just rips them up, dude. Everybody from the 313, put your motherfucking hands up. <laughs> um... He's done some some different stuff. Yeah. Not some stuff that I would watch, but <laughs> but yeah, I can't I can't recommend this movie enough. If you haven't seen this one, it is most definitely a highly yes. recommended. I'm going to get it for myself just so I can have it. Yeah. If you want, man, I'll be out there Sunday. Keep an eye out for you. I appreciate it. Probably won't be Blu-ray. I, I could probably make that happen. Mhm. I'm going to buy the Blu-ray. Yeah, right. Yeah. If I find the Blu-ray, I'm keeping it. I need to float a letter to some of these boutique yeah. companies and be like, can you guys do a boutique release of LA Confidential for me? Oh, there's people that uh, there's people that literally just fucking, that's their whole TikTok shtick. Mm-hmm. Why is it this movie a steel book? Why is it this movie a steel book? This deserves some love. 
They should. I really, I really agree. It always makes me feel so good, man. Like I, like I accomplish something mm-hmm. when I give you one that you just love. Yeah. You know? I notice I do something though, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel bad. It's unintentional. I don't mean for it to. But when I go and put on a movie that you recommended me that we're going to watch on the podcast, I automatically think I'm going to hate it. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Jesus, dude. <laughs> Even I've tried to get over that, like, yeah. with the movies you give me. Like, I'm just like, maybe Greg maybe Greg gave me something good this time. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. You know, this one definitely is changing that. Or I'll try to think, like, what was the reason he gave me this? You know, like, what does he love about it so much? Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I'm, then sometimes I can definitely see it when I'm watching. I'm like, oh, he likes the soundtrack. He likes how that looks. You know, I, I get certain insights into why you love things. Well, I think the thing is, is you like a lot of really good movies, but we were trying to do movies we haven't seen. So you I were kind of digging love, at the yeah, bottom of the barrel. Yeah. Movies. And I've just got used to watching those crap movies. Well, see, I think that was the problem we fucked and we fucked up on when we first started, like by the note we've already seen band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at that point, like you're not able to go to your go to's. But I'm glad we did it because this is just like I said, this movie's been out 30 years. I just assumed you'd seen it. Right. That's why I never was like, oh, L.A. Confidential, L.A. Confidential, because I just figured you you knew it. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I told you there's a lot of movies I haven't seen. Well, it gives me hope going forward. Like, at least I can keep going back to the well because I got tons of them like that, mm-hmm. man. That just movies that I've loved over the years that I got sitting around, bro. Mm-hmm. So we're going to find out. <laughs> right. Yeah. So we are on this like noir kick mm-hmm. and I'm into it because I recently in the past like couple of years have really gotten into noir. And there's one that I came across recently that I don't know why I haven't seen, but I'm glad I did because I love, love this movie. I knew as soon as I saw the fucking title, I was like, I know why he got it. Yeah. Coen Brothers. It's the Coen Brothers' first movie, Blood Simple. Oh, it's their first movie? It's their first movie. I was thinking it was some new movie I hadn't heard about. Nope. Okay. The Coen Brothers' very first movie they ever made. Not a comedy. Just a heads up. Don't go into it with those eyes. Okay. (laughs) But it's a noir. Well, I mean, Fargo's not really a comedy. It's pretty funny. It's funny, but I think it's like unintentionally funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's just laughing at people's Minnesota accents right. and shit. Like, <laughs> well, how you doing? Don't you know? Yeah. <laughs> what do you think if I fuck you up, man? I wouldn't like that. No. <laughs> but I'm, I think I'm going to do, I'm kind of on this kick where it's like, I want to give you famous director movies, but like lesser known of their movies that people don't really talk about. Like people know who the Crowen brothers are, but nobody really talks about this movie. Right. Plus, I got a chance to buy it, so an excuse to buy it. I think I already know what I'm going to get you next. What yeah. I'm giving you next, but uh, I was going to do Blade Runner. Oh yes, because we talked about that. Right. I was like, I would love to give him Blade Runner next, but this I gotta one watch just the first feels, one. feels more. I want to watch the first one again. Yeah, the original. Yeah, I told you I got the director's cut of that. And plus, I'd love to rewatch 2049. I put that on every once in a while because it, it is hands down one of the most beautiful movies. It's long. It is long, but it is so gorgeous. And but it's got Ryan Gosling, but you'll get over it. He does good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really just interested in Harrison Ford. Yeah. Anything Harrison <clears throat> Ford I'll watch. Right. He's badass. It's Indiana Jones, dog. And Han Solo. <laughs> and he plays the president. Get off my plane. Love that. Do you like Air Force One? Yes. I was about to say, bro. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I remember being... Fucking all you need to know is Harrison Ford playing the president. You have a plane. 
and you have Gary Oldman playing a Russian badass. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking awesome movie. Another one, uh, speaking of Gary Oldman, that I want to do is uh, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Have you seen that? I have not, but we were talking about it. I, I do. Have. I have. It's always one of those ones I want to watch. I'll watch anything with Gary Oldman once. Right. Same. For sure. I haven't seen it either. I want to get that and do that. We're on this noir kick. It's more of like a mole movie. Right. So, I don't know. It's like, who's it? Yeah, exactly. It's a who is it? I like that shit. Man, like I said, he sucks. Well, you showed me this with this movie. You don't mind a like dialogue heavy movie. No. And like I said, like the mystery aspect of them keep you going. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I like detective movies. I like seven. Seven is one of the greatest detective movies, you know? Agreed. Morgan Freeman's character in that, fucking so satisfying. You know what I love about Seven is there's a twist, but you still don't mind going back and rewatching it, even though you know what's going to happen. Yeah, you just try to pick up little details on it and shit. Yeah, it still has rewatchability, even with the twist. Mm -hmm. So. It is a good movie. I just think it's so shocking, dude. It's so sad. It's so sad. You feel like you're about to do what Brad Pitt's character does. Oh, I mean, who wouldn't, dude? Right. Fuck it. <laughs> what do you got left? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, no. Oh, my God. So fucking, so crazy, dude. Right. It's one of those, I'd, I'd probably put that into like top 20 moments in film. Agreed. But that's another director. Uh, if we do David Fincher, I'm probably going to do the game. Just because it's one of my favorite David Venture movies. I haven't seen that in so long. Yeah. That'd be a good watch. I have two boutique collect uh, copies of it. Yeah. I bought one from Arrow. And then this past Christmas, my mom or my wife bought me the Criterion release of it too. I've, uh, I saw the, um, this dude on TikTok was taking his, uh, fuck. American Psycho. You know how your steelbook uh, has the oh, face? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They're putting it on. He other was putting movies. it on other ones. It was fucking hilarious. <laughs> some like, of them are pretty funny. I seen some of those on Instagram. I think he did it on the killer clowns from outer space one, dude. That was fucked up. <laughs> like, it was funny. Pulling back your skin to be a clown, even creepier. <laughs> that is that steelbook goes so hard. I could not not buy that thing. Real quick, what's your favorite Creed song? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> I think for me personally, it's higher. Can you take me higher? I really wish people would get off my dick about the whole Creed thing. Dude, Creed is so good, though. Steven sends me clips. Creed songs? (laughs) Yes. He'll be driving in the car. He's like, hey, I was just thinking about you, man. And it's a fucking Creed song. It's like, fuck you, Steven. That's fucking fantastic. Scott Stapp is a piece of shit and Creed is not good. Like, fuck off. Dude, millions of records sold. Yeah, there's a man. lot of fucking idiots out there. I don't know what to tell you. Three platinum albums, man. Every album they've released is platinum, bro. Some of them died. Why do you always go music? Why can't we talk about fucking <laughs> shitty movies? It's just you hate so many good musicians. Like, you hate so many good bands, man. Yeah. Yeah, you want to rattle them off? Yeah. You I hate, hate Nickelback. I hate Creed. I hate... Well, everyone hates Nickelback. Nobody like, hates Nickelback but you, bro. That is a lie. You it's a meme online to hate Nickelback. You don't hate Nickelback, bro. I hate Sublime. Never made it as always, I man. hate Nirvana. What? I hate... Uh, Smells like teen spirit, baby. I used to hate Slayer. 
but I'm kind of coming across uh, on the horse in that one because their uh, God Hates Us All album goes hard as fuck. I'm not a huge Slayer fan either, but... Um, I just... His vocals are... Like, don't do it for me. I don't like... Uh, I don't like U2. Yeah, I'm not a huge U2 fan. I've come, I've come to love Coldplay... For the longest time, I didn't really care for them that much, but I like like two Coldplay songs. I like them a lot. I think they're really great. Uh, but I used to not care for them too much. I don't know. As far as like musically goes, I it's guess. just funny. The older I get, the things I used to hate, I'm kind of like getting into. So some shit, not all shit. Some shit. I used to hate country music, but now I've found kind of like my little niche of country that I like. I love old like. Um, what am I trying to say? I don't know. Um, never been into like heavy, heavy metal. Yeah, the stuff I listen to, like the nine out of the ten bands that you love, I don't. I've never heard any of this. Most of the people is because they say they don't like the yelling or the screaming. It's not the yelling, bro. It's the grumbling that means nothing. Like it's it's just another instrument. It's you're not meant to like really understand them. It's just. Are you sure you're not? Because like I kind of like feel like that's the point of fucking lyrics is to understand what's being said. You have to train your ear to learn to understand how to listen to metal music. But at the end of the day, I don't really listen to it for. Lyrics. Oh, I have to train my ears to listen to how he says this. Well, it's kind of like sushi. Like nobody likes sushi the first time. You have to try a couple before you find your sushi and then you like it. I don't know, dude. If you're having to train your ears to listen to the words, but I have to do that through the minefield of instruments and fucking wailing guitars and drums that sound like nothing but the death cry of, of, of like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a lot going on. Yeah, exactly. And I love it. It's chaos. It is chaos. It's chaos for your ears. Like, how do you put headphones into that shit? Lately, I've been listening to a lot of uh, shoegaze music. That's the shit that... Like, like shoegaze metal? So good. That's the shit that, like, nightmares are made of. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Should be, like, stroking a fucking cat right they now. Worship, they worship sh- Satan in their fucking lyrics. It's not meant to be pleasurable. It's supposed to keep people away. Uh, it's not meant for everyone. I, is, it doesn't sound like it's meant for anyone. <laughs> So it sounds like they all need a hug and some therapy. It's much needed therapy. Hundred oh, percent, I agree. Um, I don't know, man. I just like I feel like the older I get now, like I don't care about like what they look like or like what they are. Like you don't care about the gimmick, right? Like if uh, I like the song, I like the song. It doesn't right. matter if it's fucking Justin Bieber or Taylor Swift or fucking Maroon Five, dude. If I like it, I like it. Fuck with it. I'm not gonna. You know what I mean? I, yeah, you kind of get rid of that insecurities about what people think about what you like and shit like that. Like when you get older, you just don't care. After thirty, it's like I don't. Care. I was thinking about it the other day, man, and that is probably the best feeling ever is when you get rid of that fucking high school way of thinking. Yeah. Like, how are people going to perceive this? Right. Like, am I going to look like? Am I going to make an ass of myself? Yeah. Like, fuck it, dude. My whole thing is, I just didn't want it to be a conversation piece, like. Okay, I like this, but we don't need to have a 30-minute conversation of how I'm wrong. Like, I don't care. I like it. Right, right, right. So I just don't, I don't talk about what I like on that level because I just don't want the conversation. Well, no, it's not even that, bro, but people go fucking ruthless. You're not allowed to have a different opinion on anything now. Yeah. Like, that's the biggest shit. Like, mm-hmm. oh boy, that I, uh, shout out to 
Joe from uh, Introverts Extroverting. I was on the guest on that podcast, and he said it. He was like, never apologize for what you like. Yes. He goes, fuck that shit. He's 100%. like, say what you want. Say how you feel. He goes, because we're not going to play it into some fucking agenda about what they, he's like, those people ain't thinking about us mm-hmm. when they're doing what they're doing. He goes, so say how you fucking feel. Exactly. And I was like, that's a good fucking point. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, so you giving me this old ass Coen Brothers movie. I meant to tell you, it's on HBO Go or HBO Max rather. I got to re up on my subscription on that. Oh, I thought you had it. I did. I just, it, my wife let it go. Why? Because I finished women wa- be women? I finished watching Peacemaker and I just haven't redone it. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, you don't have it? You don't, <clears throat> you haven't? I have it, but there's like a director commentary on this that I wanted to watch. Uh, okay. It's the Coen brothers talking about the movie as they watch it. Uh, okay. So I wanted to watch that. 10 4. Yeah. I'll uh, get HBO Max. I thought you had HBO Max. That's I why. can get it. It's not a big deal. Yeah. It's like 10 bucks. <laughs> Plus there's so many other movies you can watch on there too. Yeah. I do love HBO Max. Yeah. I was planning on getting it again anyways. Because mm-hmm. uh, whatchamacallit's on there, I think, unless they took it off. Um, I'm sure Batman's going to be put on there really soon. I don't care. I've already seen that. I want to watch The Matrix. I hope that that's still on there. I think they just put it back on there, I want to say. I want to see that, and I want to see Dune. Dune's on there. Oh. I know Dune's on, but yeah. Can we just do a whole episode on Dune? Like, if I watch it, <laughs> yeah, I guess we could. Well, we did just do Blue Velvet. Yeah, I mean, it's a different director. It's no, nah, we'll Dene. fuck them up, and we'll do one on the '86 Dune. That's. I mean, one. we could pull a Red Letter Media and talk about both of them at the same time. We felt like we've done that with a couple movies, maybe yeah. Gotti. I know we kept going back to the Travolta, or I did anyways, mm-hmm. going to the Travolta and the Amara. That's true. Something. I did that with uh, Old Boy. I kept talking about the new one. Yeah, and the, the one with Brolin. And a little bit with uh, the one with, <laughs> not Midnight Run, but it had Charles Groven in it, the oh, original one. Right, right, right. Oh, Heartbreak Kid, you, you kept... You kept bringing that oh, up. Oh, I did, didn't I? Because did, I watched the original up. Heartbreak Kid. Yeah. Yeah. Which you were like, I didn't know which one you... You knew I fucking meant the one with Ben Stiller. Like... <laughs> no, they had it all. It's free. Like, the original Heartbreak Kid is free on YouTube. I was like, uh, why yeah. wouldn't I not watch this? Right, like, right. it's here. <laughs> well, I mean, I do love Charles Groban. It was pretty good. It made me appreciate him a lot more as an actor. Yeah, R.I.P. He was one of the greats. I still can't believe we did that shit on the day he died. Yeah. Like, that's fucked. I mean, I guess you could say it's honoring him. Yeah, you know? we definitely honored him. We talked about a podcast the day after he passed away. No, it was the day he died, dude. Well, it, the news released. The day he died. The oh, day yeah, he died, yeah, I guess he He did. probably passed away the day before. Oh, I thought it was like that morning. <laughs> I, I, I swear, I thought it was like the day I mean, we found out. But I mean, either way, I mean, I feel like we were tasteful. How do you think I felt? I was sitting there watching Midnight Run. I'm like, oh, I don't know a lot about Charles Grodden. Let me look him up. <laughs> Charles Garden passes away at age whatever he was. I was like, what the actual fuck? As I was watching it too, I was like, holy Greg's not gonna believe this shit. But <laughs> anyway, um so yeah, next time we're gonna do uh Blood, Blood Simple. Simple. Till then. Later, y'all. Later.